the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, it's officially on. Now we have Ron DeSantis in the race for the Republican nomination for president. Everything that he does will be parsed. Was it smart? Was it dumb? What does it mean? We'll see whether Donald Trump is indeed threatened by DeSantis's candidacy. And we don't have to do much analysis to tell you that the left would much rather run against Trump than DeSantis. That much is evidence so far in the hours since DeSantis entered the race, albeit in halting fashion. We discuss at the outset of a Thursday edition of the Bruce Woolley Show. Glad to have you along. Oh boy, do Columbus City Schools and other schools in the biggest cities in Ohio hate to be asked about why they are suing to stop universal school choice. Contemptuous criminal behavior For Auditor Keith Faber, supposedly it is, at least, according to Columbus City Schools and others, to dare ask how schools are spending taxpayer money to fight against something taxpayers want. We'll get into that as well, and we'll talk with Matt Mayer at 12.05, Opportunity Ohio and OhioMatt.com. But let's start with Ron DeSantis' entry into the presidential race officially. Bad timing, good timing, point is moot now. He waited. Maybe he didn't seize upon the momentum that he had when he cruised to a 20-point victory in Florida, a state that he barely became governor by by about half a percentage point the first time he ran for governor. Did he miss his opportunity? Hmm. Okay, let's say yes. Why did he miss his opportunity? Because he was busy doing his job. Isn't that refreshing? A politician who really takes serious his accountability to the people. Hmm. Here in Ohio, there is a Candidate for Sherrod Brown's job is U.S. Senator, who is himself a state senator. His name is Matt Dolan. Is Matt Dolan doing his job as an Ohio state senator? No, he's running full-time. Well, it seems he's running full-time every time you hear from Matt Dolan. It's never about anything going on in the Ohio Senate. It's always about what he would do if he got to the U.S. Senate. I like a politician who does the job he's elected to do. But I understand that sometimes you have to... Bend your ideal scenarios in order to achieve your ultimate goal. Maybe DeSantis waited too long. Maybe he let Trump's lead build up. Don't know. Doesn't really matter because here we are. Now, as for how Ron DeSantis got in the race, on Twitter spaces, I'll raise my hand, true confession. I don't think I'd ever heard of Twitter spaces before two days ago. Last night at 6.05, I pulled out my phone, and I figured, well, since I follow Elon Musk, the easiest way to find out how to get into Ron DeSantis' announcement would be to go to Elon Musk's Twitter profile. Surely there will be a link there. And there was. And I clicked it, and nothing happened. And it said, preparing to launch. 
And then I heard about four words from Musk. Are we on now? Something like that. And then poof, he was gone. And then I heard like one other thing from David Sachs, who was moderating. Less than a sentence. And then he was gone. And I was like, I can catch this later. I got to power wash my mower anyway. So (laughs) I gave up. Then I went in at 8 o'clock and I caught Ron DeSantis on with Trey Gowdy on Fox. We'll get back to Twitter spaces and how it functioned or didn't as our discussion unfolds. But as I sat on my couch and I watched Trey Gowdy, who I really like a lot and who I dearly wish would be our next U.S. Attorney General in a DeSantis administration. Yes, I'm for DeSantis over Trump. Why, Bruce? Well, myriad reasons. Starting with, I would like our next president to be presidential. Is that too much to ask? I would like our next president not to be an inveterate liar, not to be a serial liar, not to be a philanderer, not to be someone of suspect moral character. You can decide whether I'm talking about Joe Biden or whether I'm talking about Donald Trump or whether I'm talking about both. But who I'm definitely not talking about is Ron DeSantis because His morality is not in question, and his ability to be presidential, to lead, to get things done that the people who support him want him to get done is unquestioned. Would you like universal school choice? Would you like a six-week ban on abortions? Would you like woke corporations to be reined in and not to be able to have their own way? If you would like that, then I don't know why you would not like and support Ron DeSantis for president. Donald Trump will do all those things. Will he? Will he? He had a Republican Senate and a Republican House. He had an America fed up with Barack Obama leadership when he stepped in office in 2016. Did he build a wall? He said he would. He said Mexico would pay for it. I knew that was a lie. I didn't know that he, his promise to build a wall would also prove not to be true. He said he would defund Planned Parenthood. Did he do that? No, he didn't. I don't want to go into a litany of the things that Donald Trump did not do, so I won't mention in great detail that he kept Anthony Fauci on, that he kept James Comey on. I will just say that there's a phrase in Texas called all hat, no cattle. Donald Trump is all hat, some cattle. He did get a lot of good things done. He didn't get as much done as he could have gotten done. And I don't think he'll get as many things done in a second term as I want him to get done because I think a president only has so many hours in the day and too many hours of Donald Trump's day will be consumed doing what Donald Trump has already told you he is going to do, and that is getting even. I don't really know that that's a very Christian initiative, getting even. Vengeance is yours. Go for it. Is that a scripture? And not one that I'm familiar with. I don't even know if I'll vote for Trump because I'm having a crisis of integrity and character. I'll weigh, I say all the time, and I'll ultimately I will vote for Trump. I realize I will, but not with the ardor and enthusiasm that I voted for him in 2016 and in 2020 because I feel like that president was about running to serve the country. And the Donald Trump that appears to be 
motivated to run in 2024 is motivated for a different reason, and that is to avenge personal retribution. Is he entitled? Yep, he is. Is he justified? Yep, he is. He's not a Christian, so I can't really hold him to Christian principles. Was he undermined? Yes. Was he unfairly demonized, unfairly indicted? Yes and yes. Will he do as good a job as president as other options on the Republican side of the ticket? Not in my opinion. Not in my opinion. And so that is why I am four square behind DeSantis or Tim Scott, because both of them have a better chance, in my estimation, to win. I didn't say Donald Trump had no chance to win. I said that Scott and DeSantis have better chances to win. Now, I don't think Tim Scott will ascend to the Republican nomination because there are too many things that they can disparage Tim Scott for and will on the left. They'll apply their double standard. You watch. If Tim Scott gets any momentum at all, the questions, the whispers, oh, the whispers, will start on the left about, hmm, why is Tim Scott not married? He's 57 years old. He doesn't have any children, and he's not married. You don't think Tim Scott could be gay, do you? Well, that kind of is a curious criticism coming from the left since a person's uh, sexual deviance is a elevating characteristic in any other case, except when they think it might apply, which it doesn't, to a Republican candidate. And then, oh, mm, 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 just, just. They'll hold that card in abeyance. They will call Tim Scott other things that they have a clearer conscience on. They'll call him an Uncle Tom. They'll call him Uncle Clarence. you got to ask yourself, if they're coming after Ron DeSantis and Casey DeSantis, his wife, if they're calling Tim Scott disgustingly racist things, why do they fear people so much who are so far down in the polls? Pretty obvious answer, because they don't want to run against them. They don't want to run against them. Let's put this in terms you can maybe understand. You're an Ohio State fan, right? Here's an idea. It's fourth and goal. Buckeyes on the Michigan five. They need to score a touchdown to win. It's the last play of the game. Would you let Jim Harbaugh call that play? Would you? Would you let Jim Harbaugh decide who plays quarterback on that play for Ohio State? Would you let him decide who gets the ball for the Buckeyes? No, because Jim Harbaugh would not have your best interests at heart. So why would you let the Democratic Party pick the Republican presidential candidate they want to run against? Why? Does that make any sense? Not to me. I want my best team on the field. I want my best quarterback under center. I think Ron DeSantis is that guy. With Tim Scott as his VP, tell me how they beat that ticket. Or tell me how they beat it if it's reversed. I would welcome your calls if you want to debate me. You can, all you Trumpies can tell me, oh, you're not really a conservative if you don't support Donald Trump. I support Donald Trump. I just think Ron DeSantis has a much better chance of winning. I think Ron DeSantis is more presidential. Ron DeSantis is targeted. He's tactical. He has a proven track record in Florida of getting things done. 
to win the election. Do you need to win any independents over to your side? Do you need to win any Democrats over to your side? Do you think Ron DeSantis did that in Florida when he went from winning by a half a percentage point the first time he ran for governor and winning by 20 points every county but five in the state the second time? Why do you think people responded to that leadership? Maybe they like living in Florida where there's no state tax, where they have universal school choice, where he fights corporations with the one lever that politicians have, which is political power. Ron DeSantis last night decided that he would announce his candidacy on Twitter spaces. I think it was more a middle finger to the mainstream media than anything. I don't think he was too upset that the technology didn't function. But really, come on, Twitter. Like, you know you're going to have Ron DeSantis on. You know it's a night where you can unveil a technology most people have not seen before. And Elon Musk said later, yeah, every time I run this through my account, there's a glitch. Well, then why are you running it through your account? Why don't you run it through DeSantis's account or through the moderator, David Sachs' account, as you eventually did? Now, it was interesting. It was a recorded interview. There was no video. I don't understand that. Twitter has video capabilities. People can do their shows live on Twitter. Tucker Carlson's going to. The Daily Wire's going to. I have before and may again. So I didn't understand that. But the format was such it was interesting. David Sachs would interview, and they brought Jay Bhattacharya on to talk about COVID. They brought Chris Russo on to talk about education. Then DeSantis went on with Trey Gowdy last night on Fox. He went on with Mark Levin on radio. Ron DeSantis is able to give cogent answers in a short space of time. Trump can't do that, or won't. Winning a presidency is fitting your message into the parameters that can incorporate your message. Trump rambles. You hear him on with Hugh Hewitt? He's talking right through the break, and then he comes back from break, and Trump's still talking, probably no question in between. Trump talks a lot because Trump likes to talk about Trump. Ron DeSantis' words, in my opinion, have much more weight. American decline is not inevitable. It is a choice. And we should choose a new direction, a path that will lead to American revitalization. Facts and enduring principles. Merit must trump identity politics. Now, Ron DeSantis has to do well in Iowa. He has to do well in New Hampshire. He has to start cutting into Trump's lead. I'm going to ask Matt Mayer when he joins us at 12.05 how much of Trump's lead DeSantis needs to cut down quickly in order to be a viable candidate for the Republican nomination for president. Uh, Harold Ford is maybe the last reasonable Democrat out there, most of the time anyway. Here he is on how DeSantis announced his candidacy and what might have been a better way to do it. I don't know if we have a deal today. We worked well past midnight. Oh, wait, that is not Harold Ford. That is uh, Kevin McCarthy. Butting in the line. Come on, Kevin McCarthy. Wait your turn. All right, here's Carl Rove on the launch hiccups by Ron DeSantis. Well, look, uh, missed opportunity. Uh, If you look at the coverage, they're spending a lot of time talking about the missteps on 
on on uh, Twitter. Every every word spent talking about uh, the technical difficulties in getting that launched uh, is is a word not spent talking about his message. His message of look at what I've done in Florida. I've taken on woke. I've taken on education. I've uh, I've taken I've boosted the economy. I handled COVID well. I can take these same skills and successes in Florida and take them to the national stage. We're spending less time talking on that and more time about well. Twitter, how did that all work out? And and, and to me, it was it, it was actually I mean, fine. Go do to do it on Twitter, but but when you the first words you want to see out of somebody, you want to see them. And it was not until uh, he went on with Trey Gowdy that we got to see him. There was a big black blob on on Twitter that we just listened to his voice, and then we listened to Mark Levine and he talk on radio. But it, uh, people like to see who they're they're. Uh, they're 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 contemplating to be their nominee and their president, and uh, it it took a while to get there. Now Rove is said to be uh, one of the uh, movers and shakers behind DeSantis's political strategy. Rove, of course, was George W. Bush's political strategist. So it was interesting to hear Rove be somewhat critical of DeSantis, but did he think the way DeSantis launched, whether it was more symbolic to just refuse to do it? in the way that everybody else does it. Does he think that was a fatal mistake for DeSantis to make? Decisions were made, and uh, they decided they were going to go for the novelty, and the novelty didn't work out. And again, the point is, missed opportunity. But let's, let's step back for just a minute. You can have the best kickoff in the world, and it doesn't guarantee that you jump up in the polls. Take 2008. Barack Obama had a fantastic announcement in February of 2007 uh, and uh, he he was behind Hillary Clinton virtually all of 2007, and it was only just before the Iowa caucuses that the sustained effort over months and months and months came together and gave him made it competitive and gave him a surprise victory in Iowa. So the the, the great announcements, bad announcements, you know they don't that that's not the end all be all. What matters is sustained performance over months and months and months in the critical early states and have it pay off with people turning out to vote for you on a cold day in Iowa and an equally cold day in New Hampshire. Yeah, but I don't think he can play the long game here. I mean, he's got to make inroads right away. Now, there's a uh, said to be a DeSantis plan. He's got 120-some million dollars in his war chest. He's got a lot of powerful people behind him. Supposedly, they're putting together a grassroots organization. Their goal is to knock on every door of every possible Republican voter in Iowa and New Hampshire five times, five times, knock on every door of a Republican voter in those two early primary states five times. I didn't think about today. I didn't think about it until today. DeSantis has more money than Trump. But DeSantis has allowed Trump to run all these anti-DeSantis ads, which is certainly part of the reason why Trump's poll numbers have escalated. The other part of it is because people don't like to see the former president uh, targeted unjustly, which he decidedly is, by Alvin Bragg, the Manhattan District Attorney, as he was by uh, E. Jean Carroll and maybe the uh, investigations in Georgia to come. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.